Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! Nation, what is up? What is happening? We are back again. We are on to the championship round the week before, or two weeks, I guess, before the Super Bowl. Coming off, I mean, in terms of DFS, not, not as much, but in terms of just overall football, I mean, the divisional round last weekend uh, was epic. I mean, just absolutely one for the ages. Every single game came down to the wire. It was so different than the wild card weekend the week before where almost every game was a complete blowout. This was where every single game came down. Three of the four came down to a field goal. The last one came down to a uh, overtime game that people are still complaining about. Um, but, you know, that game was absolutely uh, epic. My uh, heart, uh, I did not know if I was going to make it, uh, especially <laughs> after going off of COVID in that Chiefs-Bills game. Uh, when it was 13 seconds left in that game, I absolutely said this game is absolutely over. Uh, it is done because I mean, how often do you see with 13 seconds left a team able to go down, uh, you know, travel the field and kick a field goal, you know, to tie the game up, take it to the overtime. So, uh, I, I thought that game was over with, uh, it was not, but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, here we are, you know, so for the next week, you know, uh, maybe the Cowboys should take a note, you know, on, uh, how to, how to, how to finish off a try at the end of a game. <laughs> the, the the biggest Cowboys victory from this week is it sounds like they're keeping their coordinators uh, as long as Kellen Moore doesn't end up in Miami. But uh, yeah, that was a, a, just a wild week in the games. Uh, I can't tell you how many people reached out to me on Monday and asked if the NFL was rigged because of how good those games were. It was like every single finish we had was just something that you you couldn't even draw up, you know, like Tampa Bay was down 27 to three and you're like, oh God, this is going to happen again, isn't it? Uh, and then, you know, I think the Chiefs and, and Bills might have scored the most points in the last how many minutes of regulation, like ever. Uh, I mean, that was pretty pretty absurd what those two teams did uh, back and forth there to in that game. So, uh, yeah, you, well, you really you really couldn't script a better weekend. And just for DFS purposes, though, even even with that, like for the most part, like I think most people felt okay with where they were at, probably, and the people that faded that game, you know, before you know before the two minute warning probably felt pretty good about it. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and then all of a sudden they scored 25 points in the last two minutes. Patrick Mahomes, those for 188 passing yards. Uh, and, and that, and that, that two minute span as well. I mean, it, it was just absolutely madness. Um, you know, people complain about the overtime rules and I, I would probably be one to agree that I think they needed something about it. I mean, it obviously it, it affected the Chiefs uh, back in 2018 against the Patriots. But the thing is that the, the Chiefs, the funny part is the Chiefs actually were the team that that tried to implement that rule, a uh, rule change. So that changed for the playoffs. And every NFL team said no. They were the only ones. Every other team, including the Bills, said no. 
no, they didn't want to change it, you know. So, you know, I, I don't really, I don't really feel bad for for, for the Bills because you know what, they, they they could have done something about it too, and you know they chose not to. I do think it's ridiculous that, you know, you, your your season's being decided on a coin flip, especially in the playoffs, as epic as that game was. But man, if like depending on how the, I mean, how, what do you do to change it? Because, I mean, those offenses were definitely going to keep scoring. Like there's there nothing that was going to change there. The defenses were gassed completely by that point, and so I don't know what what, what you could actually do. Uh, at that point, you know, with, with this, that's going to stop that, you know? The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, I mean, I personally love the college. Overtime rules. You, you, each each man gets his shot. Uh, you line up at the twenty five or thirty yard line, whatever it is. Uh, and after what is it? After two uh, two to, ties, uh, you two have to go for two point conversions. So it's uh, I, I like that a lot. But I, I get the you know the the idea of being against that because you know defense defense is part of the game, right? And you know putting a defense back at you know with only twenty yards. Uh, and playing red zone defense, that's, you know, that's, that's tough. So, uh, you know, having to, having to drive 80 yards down the field is a lot different. Um, but, you know, it, the college overtimes, I, I just feel like they're just so more, so much more exciting. Because, uh, you know, everybody gets a shot. And, you know, how many, uh, how many times do we see, you know, triple overtime, quadruple overtime? And it's like, those are, those are the games that are just like nail biting. And I would like to see the NFL do something. I just don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I personally like the college. I just don't know how I feel about it in the NFL. I, I like the idea of that I've heard that the, that the only way you can end the game is the game would be over is if you score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Um, I, I like that a little bit more because two-point conversions are a little bit more difficult uh, to score, obviously, from the two. and you know, Because um, then you have a choice, too. If you go for the two-point conversion and don't get it and the other team scores a touchdown, you lose. Yeah, touchdown with field goal. Yeah. Yes. So I, I I don't mind that. Uh, at least you're giving both teams the opportunity with the ball. Um, you know, and you're still both teams are able to. So I I, I like I don't mind that one either. Um, I I would feel absolutely because I've seen all like the TikToks and everything of all the Bills fans celebrating. There was one in a bar. It looks like in Buffalo or something where like I mean it's just going wild after they scored that last touchdown with 13 seconds left. I mean they're shooting off confetti. Everybody's hugging. <laughs> And all this stuff, and I'm like, oh my god, could you imagine being there? And all of a sudden, like, no, wait one minute, wait one second, you didn't win. Uh, here comes the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, and I've heard people talk about like squibbing it and stuff like that. That's what they should have done. There's there's so many different things that could have happened there. I mean, you 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 you, uh, you know, somebody returns it, and then, you know, they they maybe they get it all the way up to the forty, and then they only need one play at that point. Yeah, you would maybe run it off four or five seconds, but still, you still would have had seven seconds with, with three timeouts. So. Um, at that point. So, I mean, I, it's easy to say, oh, well, they should have just squibbed it. But, I mean, there's still so many things that could have happened there. I mean, the chances of a team scoring with 13 seconds left and still getting a field goal, barring like a, you know, a 40-yard bomb that, you know, that results in a defensive pass interference or something like that, it's 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 just really, really unlikely. So it made most sense to probably pin them back and put them at the 20. No, I so, agree. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you have to feel bad if you're a Bills fan. Uh, you know, went to three straight Super Bowls, number one, and then now, you know, the Chiefs every year are just ripping your heart out. So Yeah, that's uh that's rough. Anyway, all right. So let's 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 jump into what we came here for. Let, let's move on to the next week. Let's talk about the championship round. We got the Bengals against the Chiefs, where everybody is picking the Bengals because now that is the invoke thing to do. Uh, because somehow I guess the Chiefs have become the Patriots, where everybody wants to see them lose. And then you have the 49ers against the Rams. Uh, both these games are actually rematches. Obviously, the Rams and 49ers. This will be their third time playing this game, where you have the Chiefs Bengals. This will be the second time, the last time they played. Um, I believe it was week 15 um, whenever they last played, and that was also a uh, just offensive shootout in that game as well that came down to the final uh, you know a couple of seconds of that game. So uh, I guess you know for the most part, I think where most people are going to come in, it's going to be kind of the same thing. They're going to be on the Chiefs. This this Chiefs uh, line opened at a 50 and a half. It's all the way up to a 40 or 54 and a half. Uh, the Chiefs have the highest implied point total, and it's not even close at 31. There's not even another team that's above 25. And, uh, you know, the Bengals right now are at 23 and a half. And then you have the 49ers Rams game where it's 21 and a quarter and 24.75 on that one. So um, everybody's going to be stacking up this this Bills and or excuse me, this uh, Bengals and Chiefs game. Um, are you going to just eat the chalk there and, and, and go after this game and then just kind of try to get a little bit different in your other spots and be fade Cooper Cup or – uh, some different running backs or something like that. I'm going to stack up this game from the Bengals side, and I'm not going to play Tyreek is how I'm going to approach it. So are you going to try to go with some of the lesser pieces, maybe like a Jarek McKinnon, a Byron Pringle, and then just not go with, you know, Kelsey and Hill? I'm going to play Kelsey, but I am not going to play Tyreek Hill. Uh, I think Tyreek's going to end up being the most popular guy on the slate. Uh and everybody's going to play Mahomes. And I just think the Mahomes-Tyreek pairing and, and everybody that doesn't play Mahomes is – is I just think Tyreek's going to end up being the highest on guy on the slate. And we've seen, you know, all year that uh, Tyreek can, you know, go out there and get you single-digit points. I mean, he's got uh, one, two, three, four, five games of single-digit points this year. Uh, and he's, you know, going to be the highest on uh, wide receiver on the slate. So um, – I think it makes a ton of sense to to just pick one of them. I don't think I don't think you know there, there's seven and a half point favorites and and like you said everybody's kind of trying to pick the Bills this I mean the Bengals this week because that's that's the hot uh, hot thing to do. But Vegas disagrees. Uh, it's kind of the same thinking we had last year or last week with uh, the Bills. You know everybody was on the Bills, but Vegas was on the Chiefs. So uh, you know you roll with the Chiefs. Um, it ended up being a shootout, but. Vegas likes the Chiefs a lot here. I mean, they're seven and a half point favorites. They are at home. They're playing a lot better. They do play a lot better at home, especially the defense. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. I just think Cincinnati's going to play from behind the whole game. And we already, we already saw this play out once, and Joe Burrow had scored 37 DraftKings points uh, on the other side. And Mahomes only scored 20. So you know, you've got a, a good leverage spot in the in the higher total game that definitely should be higher scoring. Uh, and Vegas agrees. So. I am just going to end up loading up on Cincinnati and, and hope that they can keep pace. And, uh, you know, I'll just be unique with my Cincinnati build. So while, you know, people may play a ton of mixing, they may not play him with Burrow. So that's probably a pairing I'll look to have. Uh, you know, we, you know, we always talk about running backs against Kansas City. And uh, I think that, you know, Mixon is going to have to be involved in the pass game for them to have success. 
and he can still score touchdowns on the ground as well. So I do like uh, him and, and obviously Jamar Chase. If, if you think Burrow is going to have a ceiling game, Jamar Chase is going to go with him. So uh, T Higgins is probably the odd man out for me. And I think a lot of people are going to play him because he's valuable. Uh, $5,700 is, is not, you know, too expensive. Uh, so definitely think he's interesting. Tyler Boyd at 4,200. That is very interesting. Uh, we know slots against against the Chiefs are a thing. Uh, and Boyd had 14 points against them last time out. So definitely one of the better value plays on the slate uh, would be Tyler Boyd. I don't think I'm going to get to Uzoma or Uzoma, however you pronounce it. Um, there's two other tight ends that I like more, and I may end up going double tight end with those guys and just playing like a Burrow, Mixon, Chase, Boyd stack and hoping I get, you know, the Bengals get lose in like a 31, 34 type game. And, and I get all the Bengals production and Kelsey catches two touchdowns on the other side. And I'll probably end up, I, I don't know which, which chiefs running back I'm going to play yet. Uh, McKinnon got pretty much all the, the snaps last week, but CH did look very good in his, uh, in his snaps that he got. So uh, it could be an interesting play to to play CEH. I'm not sure that he's going to be as high owned as McKinnon is. So, um, but yeah, it's it's hard to just not play the passing game from from this game, as opposed to loading up the Rams or the the 49ers. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Well, you know, with the super chat, appreciate it. Back at it, baby. The 49ers did beat the Packers four four predictions last week. Bengals and Rams this week. I'm pretty I, sure. Didn't you pick? The, I, I I'm pretty sure you picked the Bills. Uh, maybe wrong. Maybe I knew you picked wrong. the 49ers. Yeah, but the Bengals the Bengals aren't going to beat the Chiefs, bro. Okay, I'm sorry. The, the Cinderella story stops. Uh, I don't this, know. This week. Joe Burrow's really really good. Like he's oh really yeah, I know. That, but the other guy on the other side of the field, uh, you know, the Grim Reaper, as we like to call him now. Uh, you know, I know. I'm just saying, don't don't write him off. They already beat KC once this year. Don't I will off. admit, I let me put this. I will admit if I'm wrong, but like last week with the Bills, like I was actually nervous for that game, and I really felt like there was a real chance that the Chiefs would lose this. This game, I have zero doubt in my mind. I'm like, we're on to the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, let's just get this game out of the way. Uh, I, I think the Chiefs absolutely roast uh, the, the Bengals here. Um, I mean, Vegas it's, agrees. It's, it's seven and it, a half points. That's pretty ridiculous for a. It's AFC all fun and games playing the Titans and everything else, but uh, this is the Chiefs in Arrowhead uh, for the championship to go on to Super Bowl again. This I, is a. Uh, you can. Uh, all I'm going to say is you can count Joe Burrow out. I'm not going to count Joe Burrow out. The dude has done nothing but ball on the national stage in the biggest of spotlights. Done nothing but ball. The dude is a baller. He. I'm not. I'm not ruling him out. Joe Burrow is is going to be the next best quarterback of our generation. Dude's well, legit. he's he's going to be like. Who's uh, what's a good example? The way I view this is Patrick Mahomes is Tom Brady of this of of this generation, and that you have like I think you could make a case like Josh Allen's like the the Peyton Manning. Uh, so I guess that makes Joe Burrow like Philip Rivers. Uh, that's 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 okay. all, right. all right. That, 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 I think we're done with the stream. <laughs> I don't mean like the type of player that they're going to be. I'm just saying that that this is this is the Chiefs division. This is the Chiefs conference uh, for as long as, as as they want it to be. And there's nothing that really worries me about the Bengals at, at all. So um, call it call it overconfidence. Call it whatever you want. But I I think the Bengals cover. I agree with Josh. I think Bengals cover. 
I don't think it's a blowout. They, I, it's possible they could, you know. Uh, but um, Patrick Mahomes is just uh, on another on another planet whenever it comes to the. Playoffs. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. But Joe Burrow is also on another on another planet whenever it comes to winner. One game. Games. We've seen one game. We've seen. We one mean, we've game. seen one game. We've seen one game of him in the playoffs, and he dropped what was it, seventeen against one of the league's worst pass defenses in the league. Okay, let's settle down with the, the Joe Burrow and how much of the truth he is. Okay, like I said, if 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 Ryan Tannehill wasn't trash, they would be sitting at home right now. Ryan Tannehill lost him that game. It, it it was certainly not it was certainly not Joe Burrow putting the team on his back and carrying him. And, and getting the W, okay? It was – the defense deserves far more credit than what they give credit for in that game uh, because uh, Ryan Tannehill just continuing turning the ball over, it, it was embarrassing. They did not want to win that game. This was uh, stats from two weeks ago, so before the playoffs. Uh, Joe Burrow has played six games, so it's now eight. Uh, it had to have it games where it's do or die. Uh, he had four games in college and then two games in the NFL. Uh, those games in college uh, were against Bama, Georgia in the SEC title, Oklahoma in the semi semi uh, in the semis, and then Clemson in the Natty C. Uh, and then t- this year, Week 16 must win game against the Ravens. Week 17 must win game against the Chiefs. In those games, he's six and 2,700 pass yards, which comes out to 444 a game. He's thrown 27 touchdowns and zero interceptions in those six games. So talk about my boy Joey B all you want, but when the light shines bright, I, so does he. I could care less what he did in college, okay? We're, we're I'm just saying, he, I, when, when the lights get bright, the some people can't play under that pressure. And co- Yes, I know college is college, and it's different than the NFL, but when you're playing on the biggest stage, you, the, I mean, that, that still applies. Like, the pressure still applies. It's all it's it's the same same ordeal. I know, but we're still talking about the greatest quarterback possibly to ever play the game that is still only 26 years old, that is just slays everybody in the pub. Is, you know what's crazy? That, that Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game ever, and he's never lost. At, he's, he has never lost a playoff game outside of the Super Bowl. He looked horrible last year, so there's that. Oh, I remember I, he, he was terrible this year. Everybody figured out the Chiefs. Everybody's figured him out. Anyway, we spent, we spent way too long on this. But, <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I have zero concerns whatsoever with the Bengals. Like, not even – like, just not even like, ah, well, maybe none. All right. We'll check back it's in on to, Sunday. It's going to be a slaughtering. Okay. Dead kitty. Anyway. Don't disrespect so. my boy Joey B like that. Joe Burrow's fine. I, I love Joe Burrow, uh, but not not this week, you know. Uh, famous last words. I mean, yeah, famous <laughs> last words. <clears throat> well, I mean, I mean, the Chiefs I'll have. Playing, what, I'll be playing Jamar Chase and captain on Showdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> the, the Chiefs <laughs> won't be playing this week this year. <laughs> oh man. Do we even need to talk about the second game? I guess just play the running backs and the tight ends and shit and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> call it a day. All right, we're out. Wait, let's let's wrap. I don't. Thing up. I don't think the second game will be a blowout. I think the Rams win, but I think San Francisco gives them all they can handle. Uh, and with that being said, I think Elijah Mitchell 
who very well could go overlooked for whatever reason. Uh, because I think you're, one of the Chiefs running backs is going to be popular, and I think it's going to be McKinnon. Everybody's going to play Mixon, and people want to play Cam Akers. Uh, so I really think Elijah Mitchell is going to go overlooked here, and I think that's a mistake. Well, I mean, Vegas agrees. I mean, this game's a three-and-a-half-point total. It hasn't moved. Um, what it's opened at is what it stayed at. So nothing's really changed there. Uh, I, I would agree. I think most people go Mixon and McKinnon. Uh, I, I mean, McKinnon didn't really what didn't really play all that well. Um last week against the uh I, I against the Bills. And that's the matchup you should be able to run. I mean, it was it was Clyde Edwards Lair that was ripping off big runs. They just really didn't give him that much opportunity. Uh only had seven attempts. Uh, he did not play nearly as much as what Jerick Kinnon did. He did have two targets, but uh, you know, Jerick Kinnon didn't really do a whole lot. I think ten carries but only twenty four yards, but he did see Five receptions on seven targets, 54 yards, did not find the end zone. But I would definitely agree that I think McKinnon is going to be the more popular one. Uh, but I think people have to remember that this was uh, Clyde Ridgelaire's first game back, um, you know, from from injury, from IR. So they probably weren't going to rush him back, where in this game, I think they probably utilize him a little bit more, especially knowing that they're going to have a one-week off, uh, one-week break uh, before the Super Bowl. And so uh, I would expect Clyde Rizzi-Lair to be more, even more involved than when he was last week. I think Jarek McKinnon certainly is going to be involved as a pass catcher here, but I don't, I don't expect him to get the majority of the touches. I think you see Clyde Rizzi-Lair um, get more, at least of the on the ground work here in this one. And then I, th- I thought I mean, he looked better myself. I thought he looked better than McKinnon. Yeah, they did a lot of uh, they did a lot of good stuff with him. Um, I, I think he did look uh, better. I still will never understand. The only thing that I can that I that I've been able to come up with as to why they don't utilize him as a pass catcher is because he is an absolute liability as a pass blocker. And when you have Patrick Mahomes back there, you know you obviously are not going to trust him in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, they, they have just never trusted him as a pass catcher. I mean, Daryl Williams consistently uh, has been targeted this year as a pass catcher, but they have just never done that with Clyde edwards Uh He's, I don't think he's ever had more than five targets in a game, um, which is crazy because that was his calling card coming out of college, like coming out of LSU. That was his thing that uh, he was going to be a terrific pass catching back. And a lot of people thought he was going to utilize like Damian Williams. Uh, that just hasn't happened with Clyde edwards They've just used them as really a first and second down back. And then it's always been, it was Damian or it was Daryl Williams, but now it's been Jerick McKinnon um, getting more opportunity as the pass catcher. I mean, seven targets for him last week. And I don't think anything changes here. And so that's kind of how I would look at it. If Clatter Zilera could find the end zone, I think that's where he separates himself. I agree. So as far as and as far as the other running backs, um, I mean Joe Mixon for him to make it there, he's going to have to be continually be used as a pass catcher, which is what we've seen from them. Uh, six, eight, five, and seven targets over the last four weeks uh, that they've played. The last time they played, he was targeted eight times, seven receptions for forty yards in that one. Uh, did nothing on the ground. He really hasn't been great uh, at all on the ground really uh, over the last four weeks. He 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 hasn't had more than sixty-five yards rushing. Um, he needs to find the end zone to really kill you, in my opinion. Because those are the two games that he has. Uh, the two games that he scored a touchdown in, 31-and-a-half against Baltimore, where he found the end zone, and then 22-and-a-half last week against Tennessee, uh, where he found the end zone. Uh, the other two games was 11.6 and 15.6. At 6,800, for him to really bury you, that's what he has to do. Yeah. I, I think 
think his pass game usage and I think he's going to have to catch a touchdown and, and maybe even run for a touchdown as well. Uh, his pass game usage is just going to have to be there. Yeah, and I, I think something to remember too, with it, especially on a two-game slate um, with this, is you can embrace chalk. Um, a lot of times, especially on a bigger slate, you know, if a guy was, you know, on a normal main slate, if a guy was going to be 35, 40%, I'm probably going to, and especially in tournaments, I'm going to be looking to fade that player for, uh, uh, more often than not, depending on, you know, especially if it's a high price player or something like that. But on a two game slate, I mean, you're going to, you're going to play chalk. I mean, you're not going to get away from it. So I think trying to find the, the best, play, obviously the best plays and then trying to, you know, avoid some chalk here, I think is the, is the way to do this. Um, so. I agree. I mean, you're only going to get guys with so low owned, right? Like lowest owned decent players you're going to see is going to be like 15 to 20%. Um, I mean, guys like Ayuk is going to be down there. Tyler Boyd's going to be down there. Uh, Van Jefferson will be down there. And these are not guys you're going to go just all in on, right? You're, you're going to be sprinkling these guys in across, you know, different teams that you make. Yeah. Hey, uh, Debo in the chat, or Debo, D, uh, D-Bro in the chat. Maddie looked like he's combine fit. Hey, nah. Debro, if you guys didn't know, is the newest member of the Chiefs Nation. Okay, Chiefs Kingdom. You know, he bought himself some Chiefs swag. Love to see it. Love. To, I mean, hey, when you're a Saints fan, it's probably what you're going to do. So, you know, Walido, if you want to come over to the to the Chiefs side, be a part of Chiefs Kingdom. There's still enough room on the bandwagon, but Debro has jumped off the Saints bandwagon. He is now a Chiefs fan, so I have the the receipts to prove it. So if he, if he tries to say otherwise. But, uh, anyways, but I, I the other one I that I definitely agree on the Elijah Mitchell call. Um, he, <laughs> I know it's true. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen seconds describes many nights for me. <laughs> I saw. That's funny you say that because I saw a meme today that uh, it said uh, it's one of those where the guy is like laying in bed and the girl's looking over at him like I wonder what he's thinking about and uh, he's like uh, I just lasted lasted 12 seconds I beat Patrick Mahomes so I spray champagne on her (laughs) 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 oh I died seeing that I'll have to send that to you guys in the chat You you can share that with your Kansas City friends that's fantastic old old Brittany Mahomes out here just uh yeah, positive problems once again. That is one thing I want to. I want. To, I want to see the Bengals win, so I don't have to see a, a two weeks worth of Jackson Mahomes TikToks. I mean, he's not going to go away. Uh, but no, he's not. But if he loses, that he will. <laughs> well, listen, we've already discussed that. You don't have to worry about. <laughs> oh, Anyways. So, I mean, I, I think that's really all I have for the running backs. I don't think there's really anything else to talk about, in my opinion, uh, that really stands out to me. Um, I mean, Cam Akers is getting all the usage. All the he usage. Is. But he's just not doing anything with it. Now, granted, not great matchup, especially the last week against Tampa Bay. I mean, that's one of the worst run matchups you can get. But whew, 24 carries for him. Uh, I mean, he has completely taken over the backfield. It, it is uh, 100% his, where Sonny Michelle you know, um, had what one attempt. Yeah. One attempt, two targets. Now, do you think with him though, that with this, especially with the two fumbles that he had, that he literally almost cost him the game that maybe they will go a little bit back to Sonny Michelle here. I mean, it's definitely possible. Uh, but they did say coming into the playoffs too, that, you know, they were going to get 
ramp Cam Akers up and give him, you know, the the lead role and make him uh, have a significant workload. And they did not lie about that. I mean, he's getting all the snaps at, at this point. So, like, what did you say, 80%? Uh, so, yeah, it's – I don't think they're going to go away from that. I mean, he's still in what is only second, third game back from, you know <laughs> – Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba ripping his Achilles uh, just six months ago. So I think they're going to ha- give him a little leeway. And I think he's their guy. They, they, If he wasn't their guy, Sonny Michelle would have been carrying the workload, uh, you know, come those last two games in the playoffs, right? Um, he would have been their lead dog those games. And he kind of wasn't in, in the first week, but that's just because that Cam Akers still trying to get his conditioning up and get his legs underneath him. But uh, if they had, you know, any concern about, Cam or didn't think that Cam was head head and shoulders gives him a bigger advantage than than Michelle does. Then Acres would have been you know in the thirty to forty percent snap range, not eighty percent. So uh, I think that you know they're thrilled to have a win. They were winning twenty seven to three with Acres out there. So like why why switch it up, right? I mean Acres doesn't play defense. So um, I know he fumbled, but at the same time they, he shouldn't have even been put in that position. Yeah, I mean not not to mention. That this is a terrible matchup, another terrible matchup. Uh, one of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, I mean, the Bucks have shown some cracks. I think they're like 12th in rush DVOA. The 49ers, I believe, are second in rush DVOA on the year. So just an absolute terrible matchup for um, any running back. Uh, it doesn't really matter. He, I, to me, Cam Akers is, is really either he's going to you know find the end zone a couple of times on a couple short goal line runs, or he's going to be heavily utilized as a pass catcher, and we haven't seen a lot of that either. Uh, he was targeted three times last week, two times a week before that in the playoffs. But uh, in terms of like a heavy role as pass catcher, we haven't seen that. So that's really the only way that he's going to get there as well. Yeah, and the Rams didn't really run the ball in week 10. I mean, Henderson had five carries for like 30 yards. And Michelle had Michelle had four carries for 20 yards. So they only ran it nine times in week 10 against San Francisco. They lost 31 to 10. Uh, so that's probably why. But, I mean, then you look at week 18 in a back-and-forth affair where the Rams lost by three. Michelle carried 21 times for only 43 yards. So that's just, you know, a testament 
to how good that San Francisco run D is. And and the, the Rams run offense is very uh, schematic offense. So, you know, they tend to be more matchup prone uh, than, than any other just pure downhill rushing offense. So I think it's, yeah, I think it's not a great outlook for acres here. I would agree. So let's, let's go over and talk about some of the wide receivers here and who you're, who are you prioritizing this week with uh, where these guys come in? I mean, Cooper cup, obviously is 8,800. He's the most expensive net closest is Debo at 7,200. And then, you know, from there you have Tyreek at seven K who's, you know, bounced back up from the 65, what was 65, 6,600. He was last week. Um, Jamar Chase, 6,700. T. Higgins is 5,700. Odell is 5,100. And Brandon Ayuk is 5K. Uh, but who are you prioritizing here? Do you think Diva goes overlooked because of where he's priced? Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's, he seems, he's almost overlooked almost every week uh, because of where he's been priced because he's usually right up here with the top guys and people just would rather play. Cooper Cup, or you could pay at the same price to get Tyreek or Jamar Chase in the same in, in the game that that I think everybody wants to target. So yes, I 100% think Debo Samuel is going to be overlooked. In two games versus the Rams this year, he's got 29 and 30 DK points. And he's their guy, right? Like they're he's going to touch the ball 15 to 20 times, whether it's through the pass game or or on the ground. So I mean, he's got. It seems like. Every third and long, like they did this against Dallas too, and then they did it last week against Green Bay. Whenever they're, it's like third and seven with the game in hand, or they, they need to to score first down to 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 put the game in hand. They just hand it off to Debo, and he somehow gets eight yards. It's crazy. I don't I don't understand how defenses don't stop him. He's he's just a beast. Like he's a beast. Oh, for sure. I mean, he. Uh, I have uh, routinely bet against him all year this year, not played him uh, <laughs> uh, throughout, throughout the entire year, and he continues to uh, just produce all year. Um, the way they've utilized him, I mean, he continues to see a ton of touches uh, as, as a runner as well. Ten carries last week, ten carries against Dallas. He had eight uh, the week 18 against the Rams. The last time they played before that, he had five. So, I mean – Really, you have to go. I mean, but they didn't. It's weird because they didn't utilize him like that earlier in the year. Not all the way until week ten is when they when really Mitchell got hurt. <clears throat> yeah, well, they they started utilizing him like that, and ever since then, I mean, he's seen at least five to six carries, if all up to ten, every single game. He's been so good just, that they they can't they can't stop running him because he's been that good. Well, the only thing you hope is, I mean, it doesn't matter for this year, but at least moving forward, if they're going to continue to do this with him, that he's able to stay healthy because yeah. that health has always been his problem. It's yeah. never been a question of talent. It's always been what can, you know, can he stay healthy? And so, you, you know, he, you kind of saw him last week coming in and out of that game, kept looking like he was going to be banged up, uh, was, but was able to come back in. So, um, yeah. Uh, so I don't mind him at 7,200. And like I said, I don't think people are going to play him. I think everybody goes to Cup and Tyreek first, and Debo's overlooked man. So I really like him for that reason. He can he can definitely score thirty plus points uh, in this spot. He's done it twice already this year. So, uh, but outside of him, if you're not playing Debo, I think Ayuk makes a ton of sense. The San Francisco 49ers are just going to go overlooked for the most part, outside of probably Kittle because Kittle's five K, uh, and I'm going to play Kittle again. Uh, I know we haven't got a tight end yet, but Kittle had a uh, seven catches for a hundred and something yards and a score last year against the Rams. So. Uh, I'm not too worried about the schematic matchups there and Jalen Ramsey and all that. Uh, I think Kittle can can smash and 
he can do it any week and he's just got to be involved. Uh, they played from in front last week or played, you know, neck and neck against Green Bay. And we thought they were going to play from behind. Uh, this, is, you know, could be a game where they play from behind against the Rams, but uh, they very well could play from in front. And if you get a, you're just hoping for a game where San Francisco plays from behind to play, you know, Kittle and Ayuk. Uh, so I think both those guys are interesting. And, and uh, I will definitely be playing one or two of these San Francisco guys because their offense is so concentrated. Well, I, I would say that all these teams' offenses are pretty concentrated now. Um, Except for the Chiefs. I, I don't think the Chiefs is, is as concentrated as we like to think it is. It's not as... McKinnon so, can score, I mean, CEH can score, Pringle can score, Mark Robinson can score, uh, They uh, random defensive lineman can score, Tyreek can score, Kelsey can score. That's seven guys there. I mean, the backup tight ends can score. The, the Chiefs just do weird schematic things, especially when they get down near the goal line. They like to use their their high value guys like Tyreek and, and Kelsey. They put them in motion and get the defense to, to trail them, and then do a little underhand flips to no name guys uh, coming back across the formation the other way. Uh, so it, it, they do a lot of deceptive things using their their star players as you know as deception pieces. So um, I I personally am just going to probably end up with not as much chief Chiefs exposure this weekend. And yes, it's looking at this at the slate uh, in a, in a macro perspective is probably dumb because they have the highest implied total by a lot, but you know, on a micro level, I mean, they could score like they could score five touchdowns and it go all five go to five different people. Whereas if, if San Francisco scores a touchdown, like four or five touchdowns, I think, you know, one of those guys is going to score twice. And, you know, same can be said for, for Cincinnati. Like if they were to score four or five touchdowns, either Mixon or chase is probably going to score twice. So, I just think the Chiefs are a little less concentrated and, and people are – the ownership doesn't really justify, uh, you know, just jamming all those guys in from the Chiefs' side. But that's just how I'm going to approach it, and it's a two-game slate, so you have to embrace variance somewhere, and that's how I'm going to do it. I don't I don't understand why Byron Pringle's ownership – or not ownership, but price has not went up at all. Um, he continues – I mean, another seven targets again last week, another touchdown. Yeah. He has become one of – Mahomes' favorite red zone targets. Um, we've seen, in, in, you know, every single week he, he's getting consistent targets inside the red zone. Uh, outside of week 17 against Cincinnati, I mean, he's had uh, at least seven targets in every single game since, you know, going back to the Pittsburgh game. Um, and so, I mean, he is consistently involved, uh, you know, but at $4,300, I mean, it's hard not to get to him. Hardman's hard to trust because Hardman is just more of a can he get an explosive play? Because yeah, because he got one not, target and two carries last week. Yeah, and <laughs> found the end zone off one of it, oh, and you know ripped off a twenty yard, uh, twenty plus yard gain each time that he touched the ball. Uh, really, almost could have had a second touchdown. Uh, came pretty close to that, but that's really what you what you're looking at with some of these guys. So if you're going to be playing, you know, if you're putting in twenty lineups. Uh, you know, I don't mind having a little bit of exposure, obviously, to a Nicole Hardman or even in a Marcus Robinson. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about Josh Gordon. He's no longer a thing. They released him, and then they he was able to uh, – he made it to their practice squad, so I guess they could call him up if they wanted to, but he is currently on their practice squad. Uh, so he is no longer an option. So really, it, it's kind of concentrated, at least in the in terms of the pass catchers, uh, you know, to Marcus Robinson, Hardman, uh, you know, and Byron Pringle, then obviously Tyreek and Kelsey. But 
with 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 Robinson. I mean, he wasn't involved at all last week. Only saw one target. But you know, if you go back to the weeks prior, uh, we, he had five targets and six targets in those games. Uh, he did against Pittsburgh. He did have four for seventy six. Uh, some of that though is I think because it was a blowout, and some of that was was a little bit later. Um, but you know, like you said, I mean this this team can get a little bit weird, and you never know. I mean, Demarcus Robinson could easily catch a touchdown um, to really uh, just kill you because uh, nobody's going to play Demarcus Robinson whatsoever, and he's thirty eight hundred dollars. And then in terms of, I, I'm going to continue to play Odell Beckham. I have played him consistently every single week uh he has not had that blow up game and but he looks so damn good every single game same thing in Tampa Bay last week he was rolling I'm like okay here we go here we go Odell's gonna this is gonna be Odell's smash game and he did six uh six receptions for 69 yards nice on eight targets uh for 12.9 but we have not yet seen the smash game for Odell and I think again I'm gonna continue to chase it at fifty one hundred dollars it's just hard to get away from him and, and his price tag at 5,100. Uh, if you know, uh, Van Jefferson sadly has become, uh, kind of an afterthought a little bit. Um, three targets last week against Tampa Bay, one, three, five, six. He's not seeing the heavy targets he was seeing earlier in the year. Um, so it makes him pretty hard to trust. Yeah. It's, it's like Van, I don't know why Van fell off a cliff, but he did, uh, ever since OBJ came over. I mean, you would and think you would just admit- continue to be uh, involved as the third guy, but they were rotating in Scone Wreck or whatever is the guy's name is for a couple of those weeks. Yeah, well, and I do want to mention too, by the way, for the, as far as the Chiefs' defense is concerned, um, one thing that really hurt them last week was losing the Honey Badger really early in that game. Not knocked out with a concussion, took himself out of the game. Um, he is back. And I believe that he is going to be clearing the concussion protocol. He was actually at practice today. He's on the final phase of the concussion protocol. So that is huge because his direct replacement is Dirty Dan Sorensen. And people that have been following along enough know (laughs) that Dan Sorensen is a fucking just trash can. Just a human trash can is is really what he is as a – like. Uh, it is the most frustrating thing uh, all year of watching when, especially earlier in the year when they continue to let him, uh, you know, play in coverage. He is terrible. He is old. He should not be playing um, at all anymore. So uh, at least of what they're asking him to do, they, they have far more better options. Amani Watts uh, is a guy that they could be putting back there. I digress. Uh, so it does sound like uh, Tyron Mathieu will be back for this game. And uh, he has just been, he's just been terrible. Um, I love he, he, but the thing about this dude is like, he's like the most clutch player ever. Like anytime a big play needs to happen, he somehow seems to be in the right place, at the right time to make it. Uh, but uh, in terms of coverage this year, he's been awful. So it is good to see that, uh, that uh, honey badgers will be back for this. one. we don't have to worry about that. So they will be completely healthy uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, even Rashad Fenton, uh, which was also uh, um, a name that they haven't had for the last almost month of the season, uh, he's he's expected to be back as well. So those are two two big pickups coming back. So I did want to mention that for anybody that was wondering. Uh, other than that, I definitely agree. Brandon Ayuk is definitely in play at the five K. The last time these two teams played, he had over a hundred yards, seven targets, uh, six catches, one of seven didn't score in that one, but still had nineteen point seven uh, DK points. So I do like that. If you're just going to rank them, I guess from a uh, just top five, I guess for people. You know, how would you prioritize them? Or maybe even top three. Which, the wide receivers? Yes. 
I mean, it's hard not to like Cup as number one. I personally, I would have Tyreek fourth, and you can have pretty much any of those Cup, Samuel, Chase as one through three. That's probably the order I would have them, Cup, Samuel, Chase. So I, I think, honestly, I think that this is going to be a game. Like, if I, I think it's actually – I prefer T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. If you look at what the Chiefs did last week with uh, Stephon Diggs, they were like, Stephon Diggs, you are not beating us. And so they took – Stephon Diggs only had seven receiving yards last week, three catches, seven yards. I think you see the Chiefs do the exact same thing to, him, uh, to Jamar Chase. I think he gets that treatment. They are not going to allow, especially with what Jamar Chase did to them the last time they played. <laughs> they are not going to allow Jamar Chase to beat them. Whether it's they they double, whether they triple cover him, whether they bracket him, he, he is not going to have that game. And I think everybody's going to be chasing that game. And so I actually have the least amount of interest in Jamar Chase because of that. Uh, I, I think that I think I would rather. I think this is going to be a game where T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd have to step up, and they're going to be the two guys. And so I'm going to be fading Jamar Chase, or at least being under the field to what everybody else is going to be on Jamar Chase, because I think the Chiefs are going to take him out, and they are going to take him away. And this is going to be Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. So with that being said, I would prioritize, obviously, Cup, is, is, but then Tyreek, and then T. Higgins, and then Ayuk for me, would be how I would I would view it, with Odell being fifth. You're going to be real tilted if Kansas City's up 21 and they start playing prevent defense and, and Jamar Chase just racks up 14, 12-yard slam. <laughs> You're going to be real mad. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But I, I – this is I, – I am – Whenever you have a two-game slate, I think you have to tell yourself a story and how these you think these games are going to go. And this is the story that I am that I am telling, and that I think the Chiefs are going to take away Jamar Chase, and they are going That's to. Fair. It's going to have to be T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. That's fair. And so that is. Uh, we'll see. We will. We will see uh, how this plays out for me. Uh, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's I mean, see I'm, how I'm this pretty much fading the Chiefs outside of like Kelsey and the, and one of the running backs. I'm not going to play Tyreek. Probably won't play any of the cheap wide receivers. I mean, you look at the same game that they played against Cincinnati uh, back in, what was it, week 17? Uh, they they scored 34 points as a team. Uh, the running back, w- Williams was the starter of that game. He scored 26 points, so it was the, it was the running back game. Uh, Mahomes had 20, and then all the receivers and tight ends had like 13 or less. So they scored 34 points, and all and all the pass catchers did absolutely nothing. They they had two rushing touchdowns, and, and Williams pretty much got you know he got 25 points. But I mean, you played Mahomes, he did okay. He scored 20. That's not great. I'd rather play just just play Jimmy G at his free price and get all the dudes than play Mahomes and get 20 points. You know, so that's the stand I'm going to take. It's pro- it's the boldest stand you can take on this two game slate is to you know, kind of fade the Chiefs, but not really fade them. Like, just play one or two guys from them. Uh, I think a lot of people are just going to load them up. So, uh, I'm fading Tyreek. I'm fading the Chiefs as as a whole uh, outside of one one or two guys, and that's going to be Kelsey and it's going to be CEH for me. All right. Well, let's jump over and talk about the tight ends um, really quickly. I don't think there needs to be a long discussion here. Obviously, Travis Kelsey at 6,500 yep. is going to be the absolute chalk, right? Yep. So, for what he can bring to the table, George Kittle, 
at 5K, I do like getting some of him. Like you mentioned, I played a lot of them last week. Just didn't really work out. Game conditions weren't great. Uh, it really has been really boomer bust for George Kittle mm-hmm. this year. Uh, we have to go all the way back to week 14 and 13 where he put up 37 and 42. Um, but previous to that, I mean, he has not had to see a double-digit game since then. Um, or, excuse me, I guess he did last week, 4 for 60. But uh, regardless of that, um, that's kind of what he's been this year. But if this is a game that they're going to trail, and, you, and that's kind of what you think is going to happen, then, yes, George Kittle should be definitely be in play. It should also be mentioned, I think they said Jimmy Garoppolo's uh, shoulder is not being listed on the the health report or the injury report. It's the first time we've seen that in a while. So that is a positive, hopefully, for the pass catchers here. Uh, but, yeah, I think George Kittle at 5K, uh, he definitely makes a lot of sense, especially going to tight ends. It's That's not, generally speaking, something we see as enough of. And then Tyler Higby, if you want to get there, I guess you can. But, man, really fading, uh, you know, one of the other two, unless you're playing them, you know, again, in the flex uh, I, I guess you could do that. He did see another seven targets last week against Tampa Bay. And then CJ Uzoma is another guy who just continues to see a lot of targets, eight targets last week against Tennessee, six, six. Uh, the last time these two teams played, he went four for 32, 7.2 in that game. Didn't find the end zone, but uh, I mean, if he could find the end zone, which is definitely possible because the chiefs have struggled against tight ends this year, you know, uh, CJ Uzoma does make a little bit of sense. Again, as another double tight end option. If you want to do that. At extremely low ownership because nobody's going to play him. Yep, I'm good with that. As as far as defenses are concerned, for me, it's abs- it's the Chiefs uh, 3K. We just saw Joe Burrow just get absolutely annihilated for nine sacks. Uh, you know, uh, Spags is going to dial up the blitz 100% on that. Um, and so, you know, we see this. I think they could definitely get to him if, if they can cause a couple turnovers. Uh, you know, I think it, that they're in play. Um so 3K, I don't mind doing that. And if you really want to, I don't really don't mind playing the 49ers either at, at 2,800. Uh, we've seen Matthew, Matthew Stafford this year make some really questionable decisions at times, uh, you know, and, and with some of his throws. And so, you know, asking for them. And this, I mean, this really could actually be a uh, home game for the 49ers if there's anything like we saw in week 18. Uh, you know, they're, 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 People there in San Francisco or in, in LA are really were freaking out, um, really trying to monitor who's buying tickets because they did not want it to be another, uh, you know, road game for the home team. Yeah, but that's where I sit on defense. And then, of course, you have the uh, in the spirit of nobody's going to play these fucking guys. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be five percent owned. So if you want to, if you want to get really, really weird and just pray for a, somehow a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown, then. Be my guest. Yep. I mean, you, you can do all <laughs> kinds of stuff, you know. I mean, we can play Chad Henney too and think that maybe if what happens, something happens, you know, or you could play Trey Lance. Maybe, maybe up, Jimmy G. They gave up 34 points to the Chiefs and still only scored minus one in, in week 17. So anything is possible. All right. Well, let's wrap this thing up on obviously, we have to get in the, the good old uh, the, the build. Um, once again, uh, just a reminder, we obviously will be back again for the Super Bowl. We will be doing a showdown uh, slate uh, breakdown on that one. Um, I did talk to, uh, I think, Cody and some of the the, uh, the, the prop talk guys that, that do our prop talk show. They're going to come on with us. I think we're just kind of kind of have some fun with it, talk to showdown, talk about some That'll of the props because there's a lot of uh, crazy props, especially for the Super Bowl, you know, coin toss, how long is the, uh, the anthem. Um I know all of the uh, Gatorade color. Yeah, Gatorade color. Yep. 
uh, is another one. So, uh, so yeah, uh, that'll be a lot of fun. So we'll definitely, we have one more show left. We'll be doing that, uh, the week of the Super Bowl. So looking forward to that. But anyways, so let's go ahead. Let's lock this one in. Uh, where are we starting with this one? And actually I'm going to start and we're going to play Tyree. No, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. You, uh, is Tyreek your pick? No, actually, it'd be T. Higgins. T. Higgins. All right, then Burrow. I'm gonna make if you're if you're not gonna make me play Tyreek, I'm gonna make you play Joe Burrow. All right. And then you're gonna pick Tyreek. <laughs> nope, I'm gonna lock in uh, Clyde Rizzi-Lair. All right, go Kelsey too. Let's lock in Debo Samuel. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I wanted to play Odell, but I don't think. Uh, it's possible. It's possible. Oh, I guess you could. I guess I wouldn't factor in the defense. The yeah, we easily you could. You have to play the Bengals, pretty much. No, you no no not because look. So if you lock in, let's say the 49ers D, they still leave sixty six hundred dollars. So you can oh, play anybody I had, not named Joe Mixon. I had Mixon in there. That's why. That's why. Oh. Then just play, play Elijah Mitchell. Then just play Mitchell. Yeah, that, that works. Works for All me. Right, well. All right, so that's the lineup. So we got Joe Burrow, gross. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Elijah Mitchell, T. Higgins, Debo Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Odell at the flex, and 49er D. Which you can still leave seven hundred dollars remaining. You really could do a little bit different if you wanted to drop off Odell, go to somebody else. You could pay up all the way to Tyler or Joe Mixon. All different things you could do with this with this lineup. It, you're pretty much free to pretty much play whoever it is you uh, you feel like playing in this in this one. With you know the the running backs not really being anybody that's just, I think is absolutely pressing. Obviously, if you get up to Mahomes, that's going to change a little bit. You know some of the stuff, but I think overall, I think you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want to on this slate. So I would just advocate trying to get a little bit different. If you can, if you can find some ownership somewhere, um, you know there's some good sites with with ownership. Um, that, that you can get, uh, and I think just kind of trying to get a little bit different here and there, I think is the way to go here on this one. But regardless of that, I really appreciate everybody rocking with us all year, especially in the chat. I really do appreciate it. You know, Walido, Josh, you know, RC, even Debro coming through. It has been weird not having Debro on the show at all, but not even once this year. Uh, you know, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to talk. Never mind. I'm not. Even gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say something, but I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, it, it, hopefully, we can get D Bro on sometime over the off season to ta- talk about some rookies or uh, you know some redraft stuff or whatever. It's been a shame not having him on. He's been ducking me all year. He didn't want this smoke. He's too afraid. I, I get it. But but that being said, Maddie, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you being here. Uh, it's been also weird not having Ryan uh, with us here only a couple times this year, but I digress. He's doing things over at the other guys, the other the other provider. You know, I don't know if people play over there. I guess people do, but you know, I appreciate everybody checking it out. I will we'll we'll catch you on the next one. We'll be back here in a couple of weeks. Let's win some money this weekend. Chiefs by a hundred. We'll check you on the next one. We out. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces.
Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.